This is Jane Byrne reporting for foodproductiondaily.com at Interpac 2011 in Dusseldorf. Now with me today to discuss bioplastics is Andy Sweetman, the Business Development and Sustainability Manager at Anovia Films. Andy, you've been teaming up with other biopolymer producers of late. Uh, what are the benefits of this collaborative approach? What we're doing here, we, our particular film, which is NatureFlex in this particular arena, is a material which tends to replace polypropylene or polyester films. And in conventional packaging constructions, polypropylene and polyester films are often laminated to other materials such as polyethylenes to marry the properties of those constructions. So in a way we're copying what happens in the conventional world but doing it with other bioplastics producers so that we take our properties and then marry them with the properties of these other materials to put together working technical solutions. And uh, in terms of though, the, the, the net impact that will have then on uh, Inovia's offering, uh, can, can you talk about recent developments? Yeah, sure. What, what, uh, the key role from our point of view with NatureFlex, we're looking to deliver the barrier properties that the food packaging needs and also heat resistance and printability aspects. But then what we're looking to have in, uh, enhanced in our offering is greater levels of sealability, tear resistance, and that's where other materials come in alongside us and deliver those properties. So we end up with the right combination of good mechanical properties, good machinability, but also the barrier protective properties that the food product requires. And how do you ensure that uh, your trade secrets are, are in fact uh, kept under lock and key? Yeah, it's not a question of trade secrets. I mean, we never need to go into discussing formulation, for example. What we're trying to do is we make clear to the other providers what are the key attributes we deliver, what we see them delivering alongside that, and how we can put the two, the two aspects together to deliver the final pack. So, yeah, it, we're talking about technical attributes and performance. We're not talking about trade secrets and formulations. So what are the must-haves then for, for brand owners when choosing a bioplastic? I think they've got... I think from a, if you're a brand owner, you've got two key requirements. No, number one is you've got to make sure you protect your brand. Don't do anything that can damage it. And then number two is can you enhance it? So the kind of questions they're looking at when they look at bioplastics are, are there any, any risks associated with this? Is it, going to, is it going to compromise the actual quality of my product? Um, am I going to have any sustainability questions come up that I didn't have before? So, for example... Um, is this material actually a step forward in terms of levels of renewable raw materials? Does it offer something in terms of end-of-life solutions? Um, am I replacing a, an imperfect product with a less perfect product, in fact, by, by moving towards these solutions? So it's only right and proper that the brand owners should ask the suppliers of these bioplastic materials to substantiate transparently the different aspects along the, along the chain. And how has Anovia Films done so? Yeah, we've done uh, a number of things. So, for example, when we talk about renewable content, there are ASTM international standards that allow us to measure the renewable carbon content, so we carry out those tests. Then, in terms of end of life, we're talking about things like compostability, anaerobic digestion, etc. And again, independent testing, independent certification of those claims. And then in the middle, when we're talking about things to do with process, that's where we've carried out life cycle assessment techniques on our process from cradle to gate to actually be able to measure all of the impacts ac across the production chain. And why not cradle to grave? Well, the problem with cradle to grave, it's the ideal, but the problem is that um, the moment the film leaves our factory, we've effectively lost control of that part of the chain. So we can, we can work with our suppliers to go all the way back, and we can work all the way through our own process, but unless we know the exact uh, destination of our films as they leave our gate, it's difficult to go further. We could do it in particular cases when we were working with an end user, a brand owner, or a printer, but very, very often, you know, we sell our films and they go off and we don't absolutely know for certain what's the end use. 
And and finally, Andy, just in terms of cost, um, isn't the the, the, the affordability, affordability factor in relation to biopolymers um, keeping them uh, just towards the premium end of the market? I think it's fair to say that at the moment it is. Um, although I think what we're starting to see, and there are some examples at the show, um, for example, uh, there's the Activia development using, uh, using PLA-type materials for, for yogurt pots. What you're seeing is it's maybe coming down one level to uh, more mainstream but still added value products. Uh, it's not just about the, the, the smallest possible niche of pure organic, supernatural type materials. You're coming down to proper branded materials but, but where there's still some, some added value in there. Let's be honest, if these materials were exactly the same price as plastics and had the same kind of functionality, then we'd be selling an awful lot more. But then these materials didn't exist 10 years ago, so they're, they're still in the very early stages of the learning curve. As we increase volume, as we increase economy of scale, then things will become come much closer together. Thank you, Andy. This has been Jane Byrne reporting for foodproductiondaily.com at Interpac 2011 in Dusseldorf. <laughs>